0: My name is phoenix Cloudin, and i'm joined today with the greatest co-host in the world mr brandon how are you sir
1: man i am good phoenix it is good to be back but um it's weird we had to kind of film out of order today because zach had some stuff to take care of and since we're since we're like second to last episode of our season two of film code uh we had to get some film code recordings in um as far as code word goes
0: uh
1: so yeah yeah, uh, it is good to be back and it it's good to be on. So we did, we already did our what's good and code or uh, code word. However, that'll still probably be factored into the end of this recording still. So yeah, if if things if if you if you're out of um, of, oh where's Zach? Nah, um, why well, is Zach just randomly <laughs> showing up in the end? We recorded out of order. So yeah. yeah, it is like I. But that being said, it is good to be back. It's gonna be weird hopping into season three here soon
0: uh <laughs> i am super excited like like zach said uh, sorry like like brandon said um we are <clears throat> two episodes uh right now uh in the end of our second season um that, that's crazy that's that's hype um it's amazing that the, the show has gone on as long as it did it's amazing the transformation that it's gone through from the beginning to where we're at now. Uh, but man, season three, guys, listen, season three is gonna be a lot, lot, lot different. Like we're gonna be doing some some unique things. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, if you've been here from the beginning, uh, like our guy Freddie, I know Freddie's been here since the beginning, and uh, so it's gonna be fun to see how this show transitions into our third season it's gonna be very exciting so hope you guys stick around for that um so
1: real quick i want to touch on like thank you to all of those who went through and listened to our everything everywhere all at once oh yes um, episode we are at 175 downloads on that (laughs) which is just insane insane when we recorded that i'm like uh cool we'll get it out awesome It, it 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 instantly became a what, highest downloaded it episode? Is our, is that...
0: It is our most, is, is our highest downloaded episode of all time, um, which is kind of crazy, uh, all things considered. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like really amazing. So thank yeah. you to everyone. Like, especially when you think of how limited of a release that this film had for it to be our, our highest downloaded episode of all time. It's kind of crazy, but it was a fantastic movie. So, I kind of get it. Uh, so yeah, like Brandon said, thank you guys to everyone who's listened to it. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Also, want to send a shout out because uh, somebody—I want to get their name uh, correct—but uh, someone pointed out because during the show we weren't sure what language they were speaking, and I think we we said uh, Korean and then we said Chinese. But uh, one of our one of our listeners. Uh, Uh, Let us in, let us know that uh, it was a mix of Cantonese and Chinese. Ah. So uh, thank you so much for that. Let me see if I can find your name. I can't find it. (laughs) But uh, thank you. Uh, If you know, you know who you are, obviously. (laughs) So thank you for pointing that out to us. Uh, We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Thank you for clearing it up. Oh, was, uh, is was L-E-G? Not sure, but yeah, he said, uh, mix of Cantonese and, and blended uh, Cantonese and English. So yeah, so not Korean. Well, thank you for pointing that out to us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for yeah, taking the time you. to listen to the episode, man. We uh, can't thank you enough. All right. So we are discussing a few films today in this in this episode uh, a bunch of great stuff came to theaters this week this past week so I I know myself I went and saw four movies on my off days which was insane and it's so rare to see so many movies and all of them be so good like like that's that's incredibly rare but we got some good stuff uh, at, at the theaters right now um, and that AMC A-list comes in handy, bro. I can't, really I can't stress enough. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, uh, AMC A-list, you can sponsor this show if, if you want. Well, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, just putting that out there. So, <laughs> um, so, let's start off talking about Robert Eggers' new film that dropped uh, this past week. The Northman, starring uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy. Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke. This one I've been hyped for for a very long time. I saw the previews in theaters, and I was like, you know, I'm not even that big of a a Vikings guy, but I really love Robert Eggers. Like, his past two films uh, have been some of my favorites. Um, And I love this cast, you know what I'm saying? I go where Anya Taylor-Joy goes. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, what I'm saying so, I, there was no way I wasn't gonna see this. Um, I just want to say, like off, off rip, like no spoilers. I, I was kind of thrown at how I really liked this film because normally I'm not a big fan of uh, sort of slow moving epics um, that are more metaphorical than they are uh, literal. Um, but this man i i dug it i mean it had the right blend of storytelling action uh character drama and and visual effects i mean the, the, like there was some there were some really creative things done here so i was just really taken aback by it i
1: loved the experience i thought it was a fantastic film
0: brandon what about you where what were your thoughts
1: man all right i'll be honest so when I first saw the trailer and I saw Robert Eggers, I'm like, willing i to bet you Willem Dafoe is in this film. <laughs> Two seconds later, Willem Dafoe pops up doing a little monologue. Of course. <laughs> but, it, but it was funny. Like, I went to go see this film, I think, last Sunday. I um, I didn't really have anything going on. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go, I'll go check out a movie. And I'm like, I know we need to watch The Northman. So watch The Northman. And I was thoroughly impressed with it, not going to lie. It was really interesting. It had a lot of nor uh, I, yeah norse mythology to it um i guess learning in uh 10th grade world lit uh paid off because <laughs> like the, the norse mythology was great in this film man um the action was great the acting was great um i wish we got a little bit more of ethan hawk but whatever <laughs> but uh yeah i am um, i i don't want to touch more until diving into spoilers
0: yeah um well, let's go ahead and do that because, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's do it. In, in the trailer, we see like it's a story of revenge. And uh, because uh, I, uh, his, his, the character, Alexander Skarsgård's uh, character's name is Amulet. And mm-hmm. his father is murdered by his uncle. And uh, where have
1: I seen that before?
0: Exactly. And uh, he vows revenge which is a a great, it's a great little, uh, uh, line that they, they come to that they repeat, which is, you know, I will avenge you father. I will save you mother. I will kill you. And it's just such a, such a great, like, uh, uh, battle cry that he has. And, uh, we see how, how long it takes him to get back to that and what has transpired in the years since, uh, yeah, it's it's really I would say it's probably Eggers' darkest film. And I mean that like in terms of tone, not necessarily in terms of like light, because his mm. darkest film was definitely The Lighthouse. But uh yeah, it's it's like it's his darkest film and I I really dug it. I'm sorry, like and it's violent. <laughs> like we should stress. Yeah. This is a pretty violent movie which honestly when i heard how much people were saying how violent it was i kind of expected it to be even more violent <laughs> than it actually was but it's still pretty pretty violent mm-hmm. um but yeah let's go ahead and break the seal we're talking spoilers uh for the northman uh brandon what stood out to you first
1: off um as far as stuff sticking out man um I mean, I guess right off the bat, like like I said, the acting. Um, that scene where he, is just like that one take of him just going through and just wrecking shit at the village, and yeah. just, that was awesome, man. Like, I love seeing action one takes, and especially something like that when it was, like, slowly. P- him. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was beautiful. <laughs> and then he goes and rips the guy's throat out with, his, he, oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> I, so back to my theater experience i um i ran into one of my parents friends um their the husband and wife and they were on the same row as me and just like whenever something gruesome like that would happen i remember um the wife would just be just like put her hand over her mouth and like gasp and like oh my god <laughs> you know what movie you came to see right, right maybe she didn't <laughs>
0: yeah
1: but um a friend of mine made a joke he's like the northmen so good it got me growling at people for real <laughs> Dude that was that movie just as because I saw that tweet before I saw the movie and when when the movie when I finally saw the movie and they're just in that little cave just growling like animals at each other that was I was just laughing my ass off man
0: Yeah it's it's funny because it's like like I said, it's a slow build, and like when you're, like I think, what is it like the first, like once he's uh once he's left his village after his father is murdered, um, and, and even some stuff before then, you're you're sort of just like, what is this like what like like what are they doing like the ritual yeah. between the father and the son is is also kind of weird. It's like they smeared some mud on themselves. They they start growling like animals. It's it's weird. A lot of it is weird. And then once you know, we see them years later. You know, still pretty weird. But you know, then they go. Then they start to wreck shop at this village, and it's it, it's man, it's brutal. It's yeah. like it's freaking brutal. Uh, and then you know he he learns of uh where Fionnur is. He decides to seek his revenge, cuts his hair, uh, pretends to be a slave, and uh, gets sent to to Filmer's kingdom. I guess as it is now. Uh, we also discover that like there was some some reason that uh, like Filmer was king, but uh, he didn't take over his brother's kingdom. Like he killed him for no reason. I believe like that was the
1: yeah that was it, the theory. The original plan was for him to take over the kingdom, but nobody respected him, and he was seen as a jest, and he basically ended up having to become just a, a freaking farmer who still yeah. had that kingsmanship because he got to hold slaves and people bowing to him, but he just never had the kingdom. Yeah. He got the queen, he got yeah. the people, but not the castle itself.
0: Yeah. Because of his hostile takeover. So, um, we find yeah, so he's taken to Fjolnir's village I guess his kingdom village and uh we see that uh he's still with his mother and yeah at this point in time like I was sort of with him like I did not expect the twist you know what twist I'm talking about I did not expect the twist I thought for sure like you know she was
1: being held against her will she
0: was being held against her will she just learned to live with it um, you know what I'm saying? Cause this is Viking times, you know, pretty much anything will happen. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, I was with him. I was like, man, kill this dude, get your, rescue your mom. You know what I'm saying? Get your wife, the whole, the whole nine, everything will be good, you know? And, uh, I, I love that they showed us his, his level of brutality before, but I love that it was like, he had to go to a completely, different level of brutality before he can uh-huh. face, face his uncle. So, like, and it was a lot of... That's what I meant by, like, the slow build, because it was like, we... He kept seeing, like, hallucinations, and then he was like, he had to get this sword in particular, and sword can only be drawn at night, you know what I'm saying, for vengeance. So, it was like, it was like a lot. It was like very detailed and very uh metaphorical and off-kilter and, like, it was just some really weird but straight but really cool visuals and i was just like for the longest i was just like all right are we getting somewhere or what's going on
1: yeah because like there were so many moments and this is where i feel like it's just like it's just forced runtime like because you (laughs) gave him that sword and tasked him with his mission like half hour into the film excuse me getting over allergies but yeah But yeah, you you literally just you tasked him with that and everything. How are I'm like, okay, how are they gonna fill the run the fill the rest of this runtime? And I they did good with it. Mm-hmm. But like you could have solved your problem like day one. You were there <laughs> ready to freaking kill him. The dog was barking at you, sure. But he still was gonna come right up to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were I I like what they did because there were some cool uh moments in it like i don't know what that game was that they played it's like a five on five very violent version of of cricket or 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 death soccer match,
1: cri- i call it deathmatch cricket
0: yeah, it was like deathmatch cricket and like so like they were just wailing on each other and then the the little prince tried to get involved because he was he was heated he was like you know how people be at the game when their team is losing. <laughs>
1: I honestly thought the son was dead right there. Yeah. like He was, like, down with his eyes open, like, Fuck, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, like, apparently, like, it's,
0: it's game over. No matter who you are, if you get in the game, you can get wrecked. I was like, dang, he's got to kill the king's son? Like, really? Over a game? Uh-huh. It's crazy. But, like, that scene was, to me, the most brutal, where he just kept head button this dude <laughs> like I was like oh god like oh so nasty but yeah uh that was I, I thought that was a really cool scene and it it endeared the kingdom to him I hated his oldest son <laughs> like
1: oh I agree
0: oh my god he was just so like eh. <laughs> i am the prince
1: <laughs> I'm the prince at work, my petty slave.
0: Yeah, he was very much like that. I was like, oh god, Ugh. I was kind of like happy when he died. <laughs> like,
1: like. I, I thought lie. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought his death was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah. He's stabbing the guy in the back. He's like, body slam.
0: <laughs> so like, um, the violence was brutal. Like, it was some really cool. stuff like, I can't stress enough, like, there were some really cool visuals, just, you know, in terms of lighting, in terms of shots. There's a shot where him and Anya are about to uh, lay down together. That's a really great shot, just the way that it's positioned in the lighting. Um, there's just a couple of really just amazing moments when he's, like, visualizing their future together together and all of that uh when he thinks he's dead at one point in time and uh he's is riding into Valhalla I think that moment is beautiful like just an incredible shot um then there's a shot of him and Anya at like a spring where they're like you know taking a bath and resting and all that I mean it's just, like, I, I don't, I'm I'm not sure where they shot this, but, I mean, they, they shot it in an incredible location, because it's just some really nice shots.
1: Yeah, I mean, from what it looked like, I, I can't, it was hard to tell if they filmed on, like, on, like, on a stage or on location. It looks on
0: location. Like, I think, I think it's Ireland. I think, I'm not sure.
1: I think any of their, like, scenes that involved, like, fire, like, burning down things and stuff, I think that was on a set, though. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so then we get to the twist. <laughs> and listen, uh I was not one of those people I loved Nicole Kidman's performance and being the Ricardos. I didn't think she should have been nominated, but I thought Definitely it was a, not. yeah, I thought it was a solid performance. Um but this here just solidified why nicole kidman is one of the greatest actresses of our generation like i mean because that scene was holy hell (laughs) like like, i mean wow like one in terms of what was actually being said and and done in this in the scene at the moment but two because she was just killing it like i mean like on an acting level like she was she was she was taking it to 99 bro like she was really great and like so what did you think at, at, at that moment when when that scene was happening
1: okay i will be completely honest with you how, I'm, how i i as i'm watching i'm thinking in my head i'm like okay so far it's been a pretty good film i think i'll end up getting it four stars when that reveal happened and she kissed him hmm. i could just see it in my brain you see like you know like when something goes over your head and then just something drops hmm I was like, well, there goes my four star down like two like stoom. But but they <clears throat> but they redeemed themselves oh, because yeah. he because I thought he was gonna go through and kill him and then take her as a wife. I'm like, nah, screw that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Thank <laughs> thank God. Because <God. laughs> other A24 films have been known to do that. <laughs> Robert Eggers, thank you.
0: Oh man, that would have been a much more twisted film. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, no, that was that was crazy. She she basically reveals that uh she wanted uh Fionnir to kill uh his father. Uh she was actually in love with Fionnir, she really enjoyed her life with him. And uh, but she was she was she was a little twisted, she was a little sick in the head, and uh, you know she told him like you would have to kill my husband, and both of my sons, and then you could have me. <laughs> like It was like, whoa! Mm-hmm. Whoa! <laughs> like, I mean, Nicole acted her ass off. Like, acted her ass off. It was an incredible scene. But, oh, uh. <laughs> I think everybody in, the, in my theater was like, ugh!
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh there's just there that was just wrong oh
0: it was hilarious Uh
1: (laughs) you know i'll be honest i i kind of felt that coming um a mile away not the kiss but the whole reveal i'm like she seems too content with her life how things ended up
0: but when you think about it this is what i mean by how good of an actress nicole is like in the beginning she seemed very devoted to uh her husband to Uh yeah she seemed very devoted so i was like I mean, yeah, <laughs> like that's incredible for so, for her to have that reveal. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So I thought it was just really well done. And maybe that that slow pace is probably part of the reason why it worked. because uh, it gave you enough time to really uh, kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. we get to uh the finale, which is this they they meet after he kills his mother and and his uh I guess uh, little brother uh who kind of deserved it he should have you know. <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> then we get to they meet they say they're going to meet at the the what is it the gates of hell mm-hmm. and uh, which is like you know uh, like a top of volcano or something um I'm sorry we skipped the part uh he. he he gets injured, severely injured, uh, when Anya Taylor-Joy finds him and they, you know, escape and, and make love, passionate love, probably more than once, which you have to (laughs) because it's Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, and, um, and they, uh, uh, she's with, she's with child and they start to consider him rejecting his, his destiny, his fate, um, uh, and to leave with her and, you know, start a family. Um, but he knows that, you know, as long as he lives, as long as Fjolnir lives, then they'll never know peace. And so he, he goes back to fulfill his fate. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, you know I'm saying, really well done. I mean, because we, like, in the beginning, he when he's doing that ritual with his father, his father, like, they sort of bind him to, like, if anything happens to me, you have to avenge me. Right. And that that's his. That's basically sets up his fate for the rest of the rest of his story. Um, so he does that. He goes back and kills the mother, kills his brother, and then he has to meet his uncle at the gates of hell,
1: and they have a an big epic old, duel.
0: They go epic naked sword fight.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, i'm not gonna lie that fight was awesome
0: oh my god it was awesome like, like
1: not not even the, not in the sense of oh my god there's so much happening choreographed perfection mm-hmm. like incredible and like i kind of like right at the end when
0: i was like oh i think they're both gonna it was like i was like i kind of called it just before it happened but i was like because it was just like it just made sense at that point where it was like sort of making a a statement on what revenge is and what revenge leads to which is basically self-destruction like Mm. it's for as long as you hold on to vengeance uh, and revenge and seeking revenge it becomes your only purpose so once you have it you 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 serve no other purpose so it was like immediate that i was like oh they're, they're both gonna die uh but I thought, man, you're you you you're 100% right. The, the way that that fight was done, the way it was choreographed, the way it was stylized, the way it was shot. I mean, I mean, man, Robert Eggers, man. If you've never seen The Witch, like...
1: Or The Lighthouse.
0: Or The Lighthouse, like, understand. Robert Eggers is probably one of our most gifted visionary directors. See, I, I'll give Robert... Working.
1: I'll give Robert Eggers this. He's one of those filmmakers that the way things are filmed, the way things are style filmed, he inspires you to pick up a camera and make your own film.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, like, there are very few directors who I can say that about, Um, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people will go to, like, the Scorseses. I just probably haven't seen enough Scorseses in my lifetime to say that about them. But, For me it's it's like tarantino's it's bambach and it it's it's honestly been robert eggers where i'm like because the idea of thinking that you can do something that visually creative and Mm. to tell a story that's epic but also uh beautiful and and characterized and and like just visually stunning i think it's just incredible i think it's impeccable so like for me you know, my only complaint is that we had two naked men fighting on a volcano, and we didn't see any any dangle. How dare us? <laughs> no dangle? Seriously? How dare oh, Phoenix. Uh... <laughs> but other than that, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> gotta,
1: gotta show some dangle if
0: we're gonna have a naked man sword fight. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Alright, to wrap this review up, what are you, what are you giving the
0: Northman, Phoenix? uh northman for me gets a solid four stars um i thought it was just incredible just a visual visual marvel and a great story very brutal like seriously like and just solidify robert eggers as as one of the best directors working today. the day
1: yeah i'm gonna have to follow in suit as well it's you know it's surprising for me um i'm you know everybody knows i'm not a big a24 guy out of the two of the three A twenty four films I've seen this year, uh, that have been released this year, I haven't seen X yet. Mm. Both were certified bangers. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Northman. So, I don't know if it's they're just they're they're just coming out with better stuff, or yeah, they're,
0: they're really good. <laughs>
1: they, they did good this year. They're, they've been doing good so far this year. Yeah, I'm re- I'm I'm actually excited for that shell movie. For which one? The the stop motion action, uh, the stop motion animation, um shell movie i
0: haven't even movie
1: about the shells
0: okay <laughs> I'll, I'll, send you,
1: I'll send you a link to the trailer yeah but uh but yeah um solid four stars for me they also
0: they also have men coming out which i can't wait for. i'm
1: not watching that <laughs> that looks very interesting um, yeah i i mean it's not even because of what like their advertising and stuff like the advertising has been okay um I, it's just not something that looks really appealing to me yeah it might not be. We'll see. Um, okay, so
0: that's four stars uh, across the board for us for the Northmen. We got a few other movies that we want to talk about today. So let's go ahead and move on to the bad guys. Um, so, <laughs> that's a good uh, segue point. Yeah, DreamWorks Animation. They come out. Uh, they this is apparently is a uh, graphic novel or a comic book or something. And they've uh, turned this into a live action—not well, live action—they turned it into an animated feature film, um, starring uh, Sam Rockwell, uh, Anthony Ramos, Craig Robinson, Aquafina, Alex Borstein. Um, incredible voice cast. I like. I just want to put that out there. The voice cast is sensation, and the material that they worked with. And I love the fact that like at least three of them are uh, actual comedians. So like the comedy, you know what I'm saying? This, this, this feels very much like a kid's film, but the comedy in it is, is surprisingly really funny. Like really funny for both kids and adults. And I think that's the, the, the great thing about having actual comedians doing voice acting is you can, you can really rely on them to create some stuff in, in, with themselves. That really worked for mm-hmm. uh, for the film, so I yeah, I thought they, they I thought the voice cast was sensational.
1: but um, I I completely agree. Um, I don't know something about this. Just I I, I can't tell. It just it you felt more of their vocals than just hearing their voice mm-hmm. in the film. I don't know what it was, but um, it was great. I loved it. Um, like I'm not going to say it's the best thing ever or anything um you'll see that you'll see what i mean by when um when i get my star rating but i thought it was good i thought i thought it was fun i thought it had some good moments there were a lot of comedic moments alex borstein is the cop it took me a while to (laughs) pick up who that whose voice that was and then as soon as i picked it up i'm like nope that's alex borstein i refuse to (laughs) i refuse to believe any different and then you saw in the the credits alex borstein like let's
0: go yes i mean everyone in this was really funny like it's, it's just really really good um i really loved craig robinson as the shark
1: oh yes. my god
0: he had me he had me in stitches He was probably my favorite element of this movie uh just just really funny and i love like this because this is really essentially a heist film it's mm-hmm. a heist film as you know an animated film and all of these guys, you got the big bad wolf, you got the shark, you got the piranha, the tarantula, um, the snake, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's sort of been uh, considered the most, uh, I don't know how you would put it, the, the, they're the, like, in, in simplest terms, they're the bad guys, right? Like, they're the villains of every story. They're the things that we um, tend to get more, the most afraid of. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I got it. Um, and this was sort of their redemption story. How do they redeem themselves and become good guys? But the whole time they're just planning a heist. And I thought it was great. And like, even though I knew it was Sam Rockwell as a wolf, I swear I kept hearing George Clooney. And, and then, like, I am not going to lie. Me too. And then he literally says the line where he's like, All right, time to turn on the Clooney. And I was like, Dude, like, like I was like, Is this George Clooney? <laughs> Like he really he really nailed that. And then it doesn't help that George Clooney plays a wolf in fantastic or plays a fox in Fantastic Mr. Fox. So I was just like, that like it's the easiest transition. But of yeah. course it was it was Rockwell. But yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, like I thought it was great because the heist element of it was really, really kind of fun and mature for for such a kid's film. So like mm-hmm. that's really what I dug. The most uh, from the bad guys is that it felt like i was essentially... watching
1: it felt like i was watching an oceans film just yeah. for children
0: yeah it was an oceans it was an oceans film for kids like another reason why i thought it was george clooney
1: <laughs> like, so. yeah, i'll be honest though like um i i ha, part of me had a feeling that the the guinea pig was gonna be bad somehow yeah it was just a matter of what they were gonna do with it and then when that comet went missing, I'm like, OK, yeah, it's the guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, overall, um, it was a really enjoyable film, man. Um, I was
0: I was like really kind of surprised because I'm like, not that I was expecting it to be bad. I kind of kind of expected it. I, you know, I expected my me to like it. Right. Because I'm like, I, I tend to like sort of silly films and stuff like that. I was expecting myself to like it. But mm-hmm. when I saw it, I was like, you know what? This is not bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? This this is not bad. And I was in a theater with a bunch of parents, bunch of kids, and I like I had a I had a parents behind me like cracking up laughing. Like I felt like they were doing the most, but like they had a they had a blast. And I'm like, you know what? I, I think this is really cool. I think this is a really cool film. I could see myself watching it again and again, honestly. Cause I thought it was just a lot of fun, so
1: yeah, I I'm I, I agree. Like, um, when this releases at home, I'll probably watch it again with my fiance. Cause I I, saw, I went and saw it with her the other day, and I this is something I probably want to rewatch because it, it was good.
0: It was good. It was, it was like wholesome entertainment. That,
1: yeah. That's
0: that's the best way I can put it. It was pretty wholesome, and I will say, th- this is my one knock against it. Uh. I just feel bad for every other animation studio. <laughs> like, I do. Yeah, you know, DreamWorks. DreamWorks was... Dream, they, DreamWorks has some good stuff, but their animation... I mean, when you compare it to Disney, Pixar, I just feel bad. I'm like, like, there's nothing you guys can do.
1: <laughs> like, well, I mean, I mean, they just... They go different routes on how they want to do their animation style. I um, know,
0: but like, it's not... Yeah, it's not, it's not nearly as good. Like, it's It's not. I, I feel bad, because I'm like, like, honestly, I thought this was great, and wholesome, and, and fantastic. I just couldn't shake the feeling that if this were in Disney or Pixar's hands, it would be just that much better. <laughs> like, like, it would. And, and I'm like, I feel bad for, for for DreamWorks, for Illumination, for Sony Animation. Like, you guys you guys will never catch up man it, it, it must suck <laughs>
1: while you are right it, it's kind of unfortunate that it does happen that way um mm-hmm. that of course Pixar is looked at more this film has been doing okay at the box office from last i hear yeah yeah a lot so, like i think it beat out fantastic
0: Beasts. <laughs> like, like that's kind of crazy yeah um uh which I I don't get because I really love that movie but um I thought this was this was great I mean great wholesome family entertainment had some hilarious moments like I mean that like hilarious Mm -hmm. not like forced laughter because your your kids are there like no like really hilarious moments um I do yeah I'm with you I think the twist was pretty predictable I think we all saw that coming a mile away um but even in that even in that sense it didn't deter didn't detract from the film i thought the film was great
1: uh huh yeah um i don't i don't think there's much else to cover with this one
0: yeah yeah overall solid film uh will enjoy again uh, easily and I, i'm going to show my daughters and hopefully they love it too so i can watch it over and over <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. So we got one more movie to talk Wait, about. Wait, we got we got
1: to give our star rating. Oh,
0: sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're your rating for the bad guys.
1: I gave it three and a half. I think it was a solid three and a half. Um, I've been giving a lot of giving a lot of things four stars. Got to change it up a bit, but yeah, no. Um, it was a solid three and a half. I couldn't see myself giving it less or even more. It just it was just, right. it was the perfect rating for it. Yeah. So
0: I'm I'm right there with you. Three and a half for me. It was just a solid film, wholesome film. Didn't go too far. Like I said, if the animation had probably been better, might have gone up a little bit. Um, but yeah, solid three and a half for me. Um, but easily a film I would watch again. So all right. So let's move on. We got one more film to talk about, and that is <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh give so. me
1: give me like a quick minute. Um, yeah, let's take a pause really quickly. I'm yeah. gonna run downstairs real quick. I okay. gotta grab some water. Okay, no, Sweet, me too.
0: Three hours later.
1: <laughs> dude, I was starving, man.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's funny that we both said water. You come back with a pizza, and I come back with pizza. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. This is why
1: I love this crew.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh so <laughs> break time anytime. There we go. <laughs> so we got one more movie to talk about and that is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Uh this so this is like, this was some sort of like meta commentary on Nick Nick Cage's career. So he plays like an ex- exaggerated version of himself, been living at a hotel for a year, uh, $600,000 in debt, trying to get a gig that'll get him out of debt, uh, gets invited to a party by a guy named Javi on an island. And uh, yeah, and from there, hilarity ensues. <laughs> as, yeah, I, yeah, as the pitch would go, um, this was so funny. <laughs> this movie was so funny. I, I like. I like. I'm thinking about moments now, and I'm just like, oh my god, how did like? Of course they did this. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it's literally like three movies in one. So we have like the, the meta commentary on Nick, Nicolas Cage's career and him. And then he's sort of like an actor pretending to be a different version of Nicolas Cage, uh, trying to get work and stuff like that. And then there's this buddy friendship between him and Javi that is honestly, honestly, I could watch all of their scenes together on a loop. <laughs> like, it is so genuine and so sweet and so funny. Oh, my God. It, it was just, it was so much, like, and when I saw the trailer, I, I honestly thought I would hate that aspect of the movie because there's a scene where they're running and they go to, like, a, a wall. The wall. <laughs> yeah, and, like, he's, like, trying to lift him up, and he's, like, you're heavier than you look. He's, like, I have a big head and yeah, he's like you do it's like all right leave me and like nick cage starts overacting and everything i'm like i'm like this is gonna be terrible and then like i watched it like in context in the scene in the movie hilarious like tears i'm like I'm, t- I'm like this was one of the funniest movies of the year so far for me like i mean hysterical
1: so <laughs> right off the bat i want to make this a point before before i forget about it they called Humphrey Bogart a porn star.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, I I honestly did not expect that to be be in this movie. <laughs> Oh god that was so funny. Like and then she's like well it kind of does make sense. I mean Humphrey. <laughs> my
1: oh my god. That was so sad how they did that though. Oh, they did my guy they did <laughs> they did him wrong for that.
0: <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god. Why like she thought Humphrey Bogart was the point. <laughs> it's like okay that's bad. But it makes sense though. <laughs> like <laughs> oh god tears okay
1: <laughs> I, I love like the little meta commentary that of like film twitter that oh, they were yeah. calling us out calling everybody out oh yeah <laughs> they were like oh yeah that's my favorite film man oh yeah you love it too I love it yeah
0: and then then of course he, he says you know it's like alright what's your third favorite film of all time he's like okay Paddington 2 <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> and like, he's like, what? Did they do that quick cut? He's like, Paddington 2 is incredible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now I have to see Paddington, Paddington and Paddington 2 Like, mm-hmm. that that's gonna be a movie marathon just because of this movie. Um, yeah, so we <laughs> we went all over the place. But <laughs> uh I I mean. I think you can tell just by what we're talking about right now. We really love this movie. <laughs> like, like it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Um. So Brandon. Yeah. What, what else about this movie stood out for you?
1: Honestly, just there was a lot like the, the writing, the act, uh, the acting, just Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage. I know we brought this up earlier, but just their chemistry on screen is just fantastic. Wow. Like, <laughs> Like, if if you made five more films like this of them just together, so be it. I will like, literally pay to go yeah, watch that. Yeah, It's just like with No Way Home. I would pay money to watch them just sit and talk about their experiences for hours. I will pay for them, for Javier and Nicolas Cage to go sit down and just talk.
0: It was such, it was so funny, man. Like, not just funny, but like, like. One of the things that, and I'm going to get a little philosophical here, <laughs> like one of the things that um, I know that uh, social scientists um, really pinpointed and found out, uh, there was a study a few years ago, which is that male friendships are really, really important for men uh, as they try to, you know, balance depression and old age and stuff like that. The more male friendships that they have, there's something about that bonding experience mm-hmm. that really like brings light and love into their world, and they're they're able to, you know, say, just really appreciate. And that's all I could think of during those scenes. It's like it's just a friendship, just that that friendship of of brotherly bonds where you're like, yes, we get to just sit around, talk about movies, laugh. Like literally what we do <laughs> on this show. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And like it's it's something that's so valuable and, and irreplaceable. And I thought they did an excellent job of showing that and, and showing what that means. And Dude. so like I'm like you, man. I could I I would pay for like five more movies of just that.
1: Like <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I, I just there was just so much that worked. Even like the the CIA um operatives. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Let me pull it up really quickly. It's he's on the top of the cast list, I think. He's in he's
0: in a bunch of movies. You're right. I can't remember his name either. But like
1: Ike Baronholtz
0: Mike Baronholtz yes. No, Ike. Ike Baronholtz yes. I'm Ike Baronholtz, yeah. There what else was he in? He's been in a ton of he's stuff. He's been a
1: yeah. <laughs> he, I don't especially know especially comedies. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he was hilarious. I love how he was like, oh my god, it's Nicholas Cage? from Croods 2? No! No! From no. Face Off! <laughs> from Face Off! <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> of the first thing that comes to mind is Croods <laughs> 2. But dude, yeah, no, that was just so freaking funny. Um, I, Like, Nicolas Cage playing himself is what made this movie so funny because oh they were God. able to just break that fourth wall and just, just like, just mm. talk about all of his other roles and stuff. It's just great. Man,
0: like, I, I agree. Like, Nick Cage playing himself. I mean, when you have a a, a filmography that has Kick-Ass, Mandy, National Treasure, Face-Off, Moonstruck, Adaptation, Con Air, Ghost Rider, The
1: Rock. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, even though you know that sucked. That?
0: Lord of War, all of these crazy, Rumblefish, Gone in 60 Seconds, right? It's about time that Nick Cage played himself. And just so I had a sort of a retrospective on his career, like there's a there's a moment where he's watching a scene from adaptation and he himself like cringes at his own acting, Like <laughs> it's priceless. I mean, it's one of the funniest things ever. Because Nick Cage is known for like, like going from zero to a hundred in like a single sentence. And like when he does it, it scares himself. <laughs> He's like, oh god, that's <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's ridiculously funny. I can't get over it. Like there's so many moments where uh, he's sort of looking back at his career, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's it's, it's priceless. And then the scene where he finds Javi sort of thrown to to Nick Cage. I mean. That was some weird stuff. <laughs> like he had he had the the throw pillows, like that mm-hmm. kid. Like oh, like he had a bunch of memorabilia. He has the the statue, which again, you I saw that moment in the trailer, and I thought this looks so stupid. It looks so silly, but then you see it in the movie, and it's like, oh yeah, that's hilarious. He's like it's grotesque. I'll give you two hundred thousand for <laughs> it. Like, like, I'm like, yeah. So he's like, he's like,
1: how much did you spend for it? Six thousand. Like Six thousand. I'll give you twenty thousand. I'll give you twenty thousand for it. Like, it's it's grotesque. I have to have it. Like,
0: like it's like, oh my god. I
1: love yeah. it. Yeah, it's just it it just worked so well for me. Um, I'm definitely gonna probably go see this again in films and uh, theaters. Uh, my fiance wants to see it, so I'll probably take. her. I might actually take her today to see it, depending on um, yeah. how long her dress shopping goes, but. Yeah, I'm excited for a rewatch of this one because this one was hilarious. It was so funny,
0: and I hope she loves it too. Because I'm like,
1: yeah, like, this is
0: a movie like I feel like bros really will love. I'm not sure how how other people will feel. Maybe I like maybe some people will love it. It's currently at a three
1: point seven. It deserves to be way higher.
0: It should be higher. It definitely should be higher. Um, I just thought it was hilarious. Like just super funny really inventive uh and we didn't even talk about the third act where where the tone totally switch right <laughs> like, where like if this were a character study like pig right then the, oh pig you gotta check out pig pig is fantastic but like if this were so, some sort of character study like pig then the third act turns into Conair, <laughs> like literally turns into Conair, gone in 60 seconds and it's funny because once once that's done like we see that they turn that this whole concept into a uh, into a movie inside of the movie it's really hard to explain (laughs) and you know it's like it's like he's at a film festival when they premiere the film and then he gets that long-standing ovation Mm -hmm. like and it's just it's it's great because it's like i feel like i would have done that like if i saw this film where it was sort of like this sort of commentary, and then it switches into this this action thriller that is reminiscent of his actual career, like. But it's it's actually happening, and then they turn that into a movie. I'm like, dude, that's hysterical! Like, mm-hmm. this hysteric, it's too great. Of like, I'm I'm right there with them. Like, Nick Cage, <laughs> like you, brilliant bastard! Like, like, so I loved it, man. I I thought it was. I, I just thought it was really inventive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to talk about in this film. Oh yeah, when he texts the FBI agent, the CIA agent, <laughs> he's like, "I want acid right now." She's like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm texting my dog." Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Like, yeah, it's like I like it's like no time to explain had to or my cover be blown be right back. Oh my god. Oh, we didn't touch on what I think is probably the the greatest and funniest aspect of this movie, which oh. is Nick Cage
1: imagining younger Nick Cage. <laughs> oh my god. I was just gonna bring that up, make that uh, bring that up earlier. I forgot. Your that,
0: neck. <laughs> <Cage>. <laughs> like dude like he pops up like five or six times in the movie and every time it's like it's so so rich so funny because he's sort of the the he's more of the zany off off kilter version of nick of nicholas cage that that mm-hmm. people know from the movies And you know what I'm saying? And it's funny because it's like you could tell, like, the the de aging technique that they used on it. It's not perfect. And I think they purposefully did it that way. Like, you could tell, like, it's just a little off in certain areas. But it works because it's so horrific and grotesque. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just hilarious to me. And then you have. Him having conversations with Nick with Nicolas Cage, and it's like he's trying to motivate him to to do more action stuff. He says to himself, "You're not an actor; you're a movie star. Like you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying you got to be more like that." And then he smacks him a few times. They he makes out with him. It's priceless. It's some it's some really incredibly funny stuff. And like, but what's interesting is it's sort of a dissection of these two versions of himself, you know, of wanting to be taken more seriously. And then there's a part of him who's like, no, you know I'm saying? The money's good. The the movies are great. These are the things that most people will remember you by anyway. So it's like, I love that duality between the two characters.
1: Yeah. Um, did you see the twist coming of it not being him? And it being his cousin instead?
0: No. <laughs> I didn't. Only because we didn't really see his cousin that much. So it wasn't even like a way to set that up or anything. Like, I think we saw his cousin like once before and then mm-hmm. again again once he revealed it. So – and I thought yeah. Pedro Pascal did a good job of playing both, both sides of that thing. He looks like he could be the leader of, of this, this organization – but he was so hammy and so reverential as a fan. It was like it'd be hard to to see him do that. But yeah, I could see him do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing that was funny for me um, is, I, I I I I okay. So I didn't predict the twist. But as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that he was uh, the the cousin revealed that he was the one who kidnapped the 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 girl. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, he's gonna make it a point that he he never underestimated him that he always that he immediately knew that he wasn't that kind of guy and he's like because his his knowledge and experience is a thespian (laughs) i i knew he was gonna make that a joke and he did that
0: (laughs) that is that was hilarious man like there were just so many funny moments throughout this film man that just that made it and it's interesting too i don't know if um, Tiffany Haddish and, and Ike Baron Holtz's characters survive, but we never see them again.
1: Like Ike, was, I think Ike was dead.
0: Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. Like, cause normally, in you know, saying in the action stories, like, you killed a good guy, so like, you know, but you rescued them. Like, we'll see them later, maybe with their arm in a sling. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we survived, but like, no, we never saw them again. I was like, dang, that's kind of cold. So maybe they. It was just like, yeah, screw them guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, we left them dead in the ditch. Sorry. Like, but yeah. and I also want to point out how good Tiffany Haddish was in this movie. She,
1: she was great.
0: She was surprisingly really good. Like, it was like, in a movie with her and Nick Cage, you would think like the 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 over-the-top sort of, you know, outlandish uh performance would be, like, too much. Like, they'd be clashing with each other. But mm-hmm. she was surprisingly very reined in and very controlled as, as an actress. Like, I believed her as an agent more than I, like, looked at her as a comedian, uh, particularly in this film, even though she had some really funny moments. So, yeah. So, great job, Tiffany. I thought I thought you did fantastic. And uh hope there are more roles like this for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I hope she gets more work for like this. Um it's just there's just so much that uh Yeah.
0: I I want to say and this seems kind of crazy to say, but this might be my favorite role by Pedro Pascal. <laughs> like like that I've seen. Um and even though I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh Wonder Woman 84, he was the best part of that movie. Um, So, but I think this, like, I'm looking at his lineup of films right here and I'm like, yeah, I think this is my favorite performance by Pedro Pascal ever. At least until we see the Last of Us film, which I think is going to be amazing.
1: So. <laughs> I'll agree there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just... I mean you got Mandalorian season three coming. Exactly. Like, but, I haven't seen Mandalorian. But so yeah, I like... mean, but you you are so far away from being able to watch that. <laughs> I don't know. Just I, I just want another Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal. Film. I know, right? Like I want
0: them to have at least two or three more films together. <laughs> yeah. like, like, cause they just have incredible chemistry. Like it is yeah. it really worked. So, all right. Final rating for the unbearable weight of massive talent.
1: Solid four stars for me.
0: Yeah. Right there with you, solid four. Uh kind of want to go a little higher, actually, now that we've talked about it. Because there was some, there was just some really fun moments in it. Um, but yeah, I dug it. Uh dug it. Solid four stars all around. So that's four stars for both of us on unbearable weight of massive talent, three and a half. From both of us on the bad guys and four stars on the northmen so we've been in agreement this whole this whole
1: show which is oh god I, I oh god <laughs> oh god we've the... become the things we <laughs> you know what i'm referring to right
0: i know i know right like three films in a row where we agree oh man we gotta get some
1: we need zach in here
0: you got to get some distance in here well
1: well real quick since 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 he couldn't made it make it i'll just go through his um his rankings of these films
0: did he see them he saw them yeah he saw all of them oh okay what oh man what if he's in agreement too that'd be hilarious no he's not he's not
1: i know that for a fact (laughs) oh he gave massive talent three and a half Um, um and then he gave the Northmen four stars and then he gave the bad guys two and a half.
0: Boo. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. We got some balance.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: All right. So uh let's move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. What's good. What's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got gonna uh start with what's good. Uh Brandon, why don't you start first for us? What has been good for you?
1: Man, all right, so some backstory here is um sorry, we we'll turn my mic gain up. Some backstory here is so I've been playing the shit out of uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, not Force Awakens, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: i've encountered a game breaking glitch and i there's a part of this part of the film in the game where if you don't go to speak to maz immediately when you land on takadana game like you can't progress any further until they release a patch that being said i'm like damn i missed the feeling of what it feels like to talk to maz i rewatched star wars the force awakens the other day <laughs> so that being said my what's good is the force awakens i i just remember the hype leading up to that film in 2015 man like I remember just like that Star Wars was just like all that I could think of. I was like zoning out in class. I'm like, damn, what can happen in this film and stuff. <laughs> Perfect movie, five stars for me. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited to just do a full Star Wars rewatch soon. Nice. So yeah, Force Awakens for me. All
0: right, um, I I've yet to uh, uh, record this into my letterbox yet, but. Um, my hype for Top Gun Maverick was, eh, and I am a daily viewer of the John Campia show. Uh, I, I admit that, uh, <laughs> and, uh, they were at CinemaCon and they got to see, uh, Top Gun Maverick and their review of it was very glowing. So I was like, you know what? I've put it off long enough. I'm going to watch the original Top Gun. Um, watched it. Loved it. <laughs> like, love, love, loved it. It was so freaking cool. I'm just mystified and flabbergasted that it took them this long to get to a sequel. But now my hype for Top Gun Maverick is through the roof. It's it's as high as a Mach 8 can go. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so hold on.
1: So the cinema chat so the cinema chat telling you to watch top gun for what years now i don't it takes john it takes john campia yeah they tell you to watch this movie yeah (laughs) Campia. yeah
0: so top gun was awesome absolutely loved it uh highly recommend if you have not seen it um and uh yeah can't wait for top gun maverick all right zach what about you what's good for you man uh Yeah, so I
2: actually saw uh, an Indian film this week, and I saw the first chapter the day before at my house, and it was called KGF Chapter 1. Well, KGF Chapter 2 was in theaters, and man, it was, it was awesome. I know we, uh, we don't review uh, that many international films on here, so I just want to give a shout out real quick to KGF Chapter 2. It was awesome. There was action-packed beginning to end it was a little over the top uh at some points like it was just so uh <laughs> how do I explain it I guess like action-packed and like it's very obvious no physical man can do this but it was just a fun <laughs> movie it was so it was awesome um you know and then they have of course the little cutscenes, to their little musical renditions throughout the whole thing so and that was fun I loved it in theaters it was awesome it was wasn't even in, like, any special theater, but the music was, like, blaring, like, and, like, our just throughout the whole movie, everything was, like, blaring, but it's Action Phil. He's basically uh, the crime boss, John Wick, who rules over India, so, and, like, takes it for his own, so it's a fun story, and, uh, yeah, go check it out.
1: When I was leaving um, Massive Talent last night, that film was playing in the theater directly next to mine. I'm like, why is this so loud? So the, <laughs> the door was still open. Nobody closed the door. So I, I, I looked in a little bit. I just saw some stuff going. On. I'm like, I can see why Zach likes this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put it to, I'll put it on the watch list because I gotta watch it soon. Ryan added the first one, right? Oh, that's for, that's for Hero Ponte. I'm seeing so. I loved it
2: so much. I saw while other Indian movies are in in the theaters recently. So yeah, there's uh, Hero Ponti two, which is coming. So I'm seeing that Sunday, and then nice. uh, so I, I got the first one on Plex. Couldn't find it anywhere, and Ryan was able to find it. And um, then I have another one that's Flight. Things like Flight Four, or no Run Four is the name of the movie, and uh, that one looks really good. Yeah, shout out to uh, Indian cinema. It's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Not gonna lie. So
1: sweet. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's uh, KGF Chapter Two, Force Awakens, and Top Gun. That's an interesting mix. <laughs> so uh, those are the films that we recommend this week. Uh, please let us know if you've checked out any of them. We would love to hear your thoughts on each of these films. All right. So it is now that time. It is time for Film Code. Uh, it was my code word this week. And I'm really excited to see what these guys have come up with. Uh, refresher, your code word was young. It was from 1995 to 2000. Your uh, star stars an actress who was a uh, Star Wars actress of the Disney era, and the writer of this film uh, did a movie in 2019 that stars an Oscar winner. So, with all of your clues down, Zach, you lead us off. What is your guess for the co-word?
2: Oh, man. Okay. Well, (laughs) I, you know, I really don't know if if this is right. Um, I've been... I know you said it's supposed to be easy. I've been looking since last night. I am still really not sure that this is it, but
1: um, actress have...
0: oh,
1: uh, hold on, Zach, you're cutting out. Let's pronounce this name, hey, Zach, um, you're freezing. Is it, hey. it Newton, yeah, well, yeah you Can keep you
0: freezing. Me? Can you take, yeah, start over, please? Okay,
2: did uh, I, okay, am I pronouncing this right, guys? away, Newton Dandelway. Uh, I, is it is oh, it Andy Newton? Uh, Tandy yeah. Newton,
1: yeah. Tandy Dandy, Newton. yeah.
2: Dandy Newton. Okay, we're gonna go with that. So I've been scouring through the the uh, movies from the Disney era since yesterday. I, I'm having a trouble finding this movie, um, but what I've come up with is Dandy Newton as the actress um I really don't know that this is right, but and I know the code words. Young, my guess would so the movie released in two thousand. Um, I'm not sure about the writer winning an Oscar. To be honest, that's why I'm really not sure that this is really it. I know the code word. I I'm going with Mission Impossible Two.
0: Mission Impossible Two yeah okay all right good guess let me let me look this up real quick mission impossible
2: released in 2000
0: yeah 2000 directed by john woo oh, okay your writer is ronald moore and brandon braga oh robert
1: town there we go Ooh. All right. The fact that he had a look at the film means it's wrong. Uh, maybe. Uh, Brandon, what are you at? I'm going to go with um, wh- what year was it? 1997's Gridlocked, um, also starring Tanny Newton, mm. um, who played Val in Star- solo Star Wars story. Uh, your writer is Vondi Curtis Hall, who you said writer did a film in 2019. You never said if he wrote or starred in it. He started 1999's, not 1999, Jesus Christ, 2019's Harriet. And that Mm -hmm. film has a couple, that film has a few Oscar winners. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm going to go with uh, 1997's Gridlocked.
0: I am so unbelievably disappointed in both of you. (laughs) I cannot believe y'all did not get this. I mean, this was so easy. So, oh my God, your writer uh, who did a movie in 2019 that stars an Oscar winner, Uh, that winner is Matthew McConaughey. The movie that he did in 2019 was The Beach Bum. And (laughs) that movie uh, was ass. Yeah, it may have been ass, but he did do it. (laughs) Your writer is uh, Harmony Corrine. Okay, but who was the Star Wars
1: actress?
0: I'm getting there. I'm getting there. This movie took place in 1995. It stars a Star Wars actress by the name of Rosario Dawson, <laughs> who is the Star Wars actress of the Disney era. And that movie is 1995's Kids. Young, (laughs) your code word, kids. Directed by Larry Clark, 1995. It is a dark, gritty movie about teenagers in the 90s. And I am so disappointed in you.
1: (laughs) I would like to request a (laughs) (laughs) do-over. And Brandon was so sure
0: he had this. He He was so sure he had it. Oh, I am so sad. I would like a
1: refund.
0: That is that is unbelievable. Uh, I would
1: like my hour of sleep back.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm so sad. But I hope you guys can find the time to watch kids. I um listen. That sounds weird when you say oh, it like that. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh. yeah. Wait till you yeah. see the movie.
0: Wait till you see the movie. It's so much worse. Like <laughs> so see, I'm, see, I, I'm not surprised coming from you when you watched cuties so i never actually finished cuties i just want to i want to put
1: that out there i made it <laughs> I, I made it like five minutes dude i
0: literally couldn't do it Zach, um, did,
1: were you there oh no you weren't i were, did you were you following the whole cuties thing
2: i know what happened yeah
1: was, yeah. yeah i, I yeah. tried
2: i, I just really is not <laughs> like uh to Tom, so
0: what kids or cuties yeah kids Oh, my God. I will say that kids <laughs> will make you appreciate Tatan.
2: <laughs> I'm nervous right now. not going to lie. Okay, guys, it's been a good run. And on uh, behalf of all the film code, we uh, we'd just like to say thank you for for your time with us. Uh, yeah. I don't know See- what this movie is about to entail. And if you do watch it... um. You can blame, you can, this is all a joke. So. You, 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 can blame, <laughs> you can blame Phoenix. Dude.
0: You know what I'm saying? But a lot, I know a lot of people have seen it. It is a very cultural significant film of the 90s. Uh, you said to tell so was, was Gridlock starring Tupac? Film. I literally never it's heard starring that movie. Tupac. <laughs> gridlock starred Tupac. Yeah. I literally never heard that movie until you mentioned it. Oh. But <laughs> uh but Check out kids. I really hope uh, you guys can. Uh, I would really want to hear you, you guys' thoughts on that movie. All right. So we are going to get up out of here. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for playing along. Zach, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Uh,
2: you guys can find me at uh, Zach Sneath on Twitter. That is Z A C H S N E A T H. Uh, you can also
1: find me on Letterbox at Zsneaks.
0: All right. And Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir?
1: You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears over on Letterboxd. Go check me out. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Phoenix, I am so mad.
0: I, I don't know how you didn't get this, but my you guys can find me. On Twitter at reviews one that's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloud. And as always, please follow the show on Twitter and and Instagram at Pod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.